0: Star Avenue What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute, hey! I'm ghosted! I was lambda's police! Hey, Boo! It's me, Roz. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I got to talk to Adam Barry, who is one of the hosts of the TV show Kindred Spirits, which is on Discovery Plus and Travel Channel. This show is now about to have its seventh season premiere. And that will be, if you're listening to this the day that this episode comes out, that's tomorrow, the 20th of January. There's seven, well, there's six other seasons you can binge. I love it. I watch the show a lot. I really like their approach on the show. It's him. It's Amy Bruni. It's the psychic medium, Chip Coffee. Amy's been on the show, Adam's been on the show, and now he's back talking today about gay ghosts, we get into paranormal TikTok, we have a great time, so I hope you enjoyed this conversation, he Zoomed me from P-Town, Provincetown, so, um, you know, we caught up, we had a good time, so I hope you enjoy it, and I say we just get into it, all right, here is me talking once again to Adam Barry. On with the show. Oh my God. For his third appearance, wow. I am joined by television's Adam
1: Barry. Whoa. Hi, TV's Adam Barry right here at your at your pleasure.
0: Of the TV show Kindred Spirits, of course.
1: Of course, new season coming out January 20th of 2023 on Travel Channel at 9, 8 Central and streaming same day on Discovery Blood. All right.
0: And that's all we needed. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Goodbye. Good night. Oh,
0: my God. I love, I love Kendra (laughs) Spirits. I love you. I love Amy. I love the whole crew. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming back. How are you?
1: I'm very good. You know, it's 2023. It's a new year. I think what really gets me into the new year, to be honest, is uh you know a new season right it's something to look forward to it's not most new years you get into it and you're like oh god you know how many days days to halloween usually is what (laughs) i think but now you know every time we air in january it's so much you know there's so much to look forward to and then by the time the season is over we're in spring and it is beautiful and things are coming back to life and you know
0: when do you guys shoot this show
1: so we shot this season um, starting the first week or second week of August. And we wrapped the first week of November. Okay. So it was a fast, fast shoot. And on top of that, I mean, it was because, so as we all know in the, in the, in our world, the the Warner brothers and discovery scripts merged. So it's now Warner brothers discovery. And that took, a long time and so it delayed our start date for filming kindred uh usually you know if we're lucky we're out like mid-may june but we didn't start till august and so we we hit the ground running but on top of that on top of that we had all of our like uh appearances in october to do all of those events that are like packed into that fall schedule so when i tell you i was like ragged ragged <laughs> by the end of this shoot i am not exaggerating but um yeah we wrapped the beginning of beginning of November and uh uh it's 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 a quick turnaround they're airing it now i mean it's coming up wow
0: god what how many days do you guys do in each location
1: so usually it's like uh four to five days depending on the case like how big the location mm-hmm. is um, it's four to five days. There is some prep work in terms of, uh, you know, sometimes we interview the clients before we get there just to get their mindset and figure out what their, what the activity is. And, uh, especially if they're really terrified, like, uh, there was a case we did in Florida one season where we talked to them on the phone and, you know, I gave them two quick ideas about a couple of things that were happening and they were like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Uh, which eased their mind, but then they were still like, hurry up and get here and figure it out. Um, So we do that kind of prep work. And then, uh, yeah, four or five days of nonstop filming and interviews and history and research. And then if it, if, you know, obviously we have no idea what's going to happen on the episode. So we, we spend a lot of time like racking our brain about why activity was happening and does it match up with any of the history and, um, It's, uh, it's, it's really, really fun, but again, it's, it's, it's exhausting.
0: But how do you, so when you find (laughs) these locations, like, how do you make sure it's not just people that just want to hang out with you guys for five days?
1: We interview them. (laughs) So we know. You're like, you're a little too excited.
0: And I don't think that's a ghost. I think what you're talking about. Yeah. You're like, yeah.
1: I think, you know, um, they, we interview them and they go through background checks because I'm not coming in your house without a background check. That's a that's a for sure.
0: I need to do that on uh, my dating apps. I need to do it the same way you guys do it.
1: I need yep, to make sure 100... you're for
0: real. You're not going to waste my time.
1: You should say, I need your name and your current address and whatever. And you figure it out. Because the thing is, like, I need to know. Like, we're going in their house or wherever for a few days. And people listening, people who have, like, paranormal teams should be doing this for their own team members like there is no, you should not be working with somebody on a team that is isn't background checking. you don't know what's up in their what's in their closet what the skeletons are yeah. um but we do that kind of thing and we find a lot of information we look at their social media we find out you know uh you know what they're in especially if their social media is public you know the, uh we'll find out like what they're into do they post about us a lot. Do they follow us? I check their name to see if they follow us already. Um, you know, and it's okay. It's okay for a fan to need help and we go and help them. Um, but we are very cautious about what you're talking about in terms of somebody, you know, just wanting to hang out with us for a few days and, and, uh, just want to take pictures. Can we just take a photo? <laughs> I'm like, no, girl, I got work today.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, with any paranormal investigation but particularly the when there's the pressure of cameras around I mean mm-hmm. these poor ghosts they might be like oh, we don't want to be on TV I don't want to I just wanted to spook these people
1: yeah you know what's interesting we've used that to our advantage though so like last season and this is to get everyone ready for this season because you know sometimes it gets juicy so last season that pervert ghost there was that guy who was he coming through the spirit box and like talking through the spirit box. And he kept saying like threesome. Yes. And he was like weird. Right. We use television to our advantage. Cause we were like, dude, cause we figured he was a more modern ghost based on what he was speaking, like how he was talking. And um, I was like, dude, I was like, these are cameras. You're going to be famous. You're going to be on television. Like you're going to be a star. So we've used that to our advantage to get them to talk to us. And then, you know they tell us they want to have three sons and and be weird that guy was weird so
0: i mean <laughs> i don't know i'm not judging i didn't see what he looked like
1: I, I didn't either i heard him and i think there was one point where amy was listening to the headphones she was like nope nope i'm not saying that I remember sorry this. i'm not going to say that
0: where was that that was a house right
1: so that was a place in uh in vermont it was one of the, it was the oldest Bed and breakfast in Vermont, oldest one of the oldest properties in Vermont. And the thing that was interesting about the carriage house, that the property was used for a rehabilitation center for drugs and alcohol. Uh-huh. And while there were no recorded deaths associated with that rehabilitation center, chances are there might have been one or two. And so we assumed he came from that time period in the 70s And early 80s, uh, but we couldn't pinpoint it like Hmm. with a newspaper article or with any, you know, um, no police records or anything. So uh, I find
0: that interesting that there's never. How can you have a rehab and there hasn't been deaths? That just doesn't seem likely.
1: Well, what sometimes what happens is if you are not declared dead on the property, it will not show up. So they'll take you to the hospital and declare you dead. I've heard that about Disneyland. To the hospital. True, 100%. They will not, Disney World too, they will not declare someone dead on property. They will take you off property and you could be in the ambulance. And as soon as you get past those Mickey Mouse ears, they are like, "Oh, dead.
0: Oh, now you're oh. dead. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, you didn't die here.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yep. nope. And so I think, you know, that it could be a case like that possibly um also uh you know as we know you don't have to haunt where you passed away you know so maybe this this guy really really enjoyed his time in that carriage house with whoever he was enjoying his time with and maybe he passed away somewhere else and uh you know he came back there Oh God, we're gonna get really deep. I could go really deep with that, and I don't know, I don't want to. It's sad.
0: I'll go deep, you know, I I'll like, go deep and say something. I, I don't think I've ever said this, I've never said this on this podcast. I went to rehab when I was 21, <laughs> LA. Um, I went to rehab <laughs> when I was 21 and um, it was a wild environment, mm. but yeah, also I loved it. I thought it was. See? So great. I mean, I gotta be yeah. careful with how I say this because it's not like I want to go back. Like, no, but like it was the f- one time in my life where I was like, I get to just focus on me and like not worry mm-hmm. about anything else. And right now is just about me. And honestly, there could be a world in which I would want to go back to something like that.
1: Yeah that's what I that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like sometimes we feel like spirits go back to a place in their life uh, or a time in their life where it was wonderful. It was joyous like child whatever that may be. Disney World. Know? And get, thank you. I would go. Um but like w- exactly what you just said. Like w- this was this one like the what I the vibe I was getting was this is an opportunity for this person to just exist on his own. Have three. He sums. was getting help for some. Getting. Thank you. I have a lot of sex. Um. Uh, being, uh, like getting the help he needed to overcome something that either I don't know if he was there on his own or if he, somebody felt he needed to be there, but in any case, he was getting help. Uh, didn't have any outside things to deal with it was taken care of it's you know and so maybe he left there and he got got in trouble again and he passed away and that's where he went back to because he was like here i am but he was naughty naughty Mm -hmm. naughty Mm naughty
0: well that's what i like about your your approach like you guys really do investigate in like in a way that goes um there's focus on storyline with with why mm. these people are here and and storyline not meaning like it's a fake scripted thing or anything but everything is a storyline in life and you guys figure out why would this spirit still be here or what is the problem with this and I like it because a lot of there's a lot of different approaches and I think there's some investigators that are like the bouncer like the bouncer has been called mm. because there's a demon <laughs> acting crazy and now the bouncer's going to throw <laughs> them out and kick them on the street and you guys are more like managers of of a of a place dealing with these Karen ghosts and you're like listen we just need to but, we yeah, need to figure here. out what's going on with you why are you acting like yeah. this you're not just kicking them out you're trying to figure that out and that's what i appreciate
1: Thank you. I mean, we always say that we're ghost therapists, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's hard sometimes cause we're not, we're not therapists, we're not doctors, but there are times when on both sides of the equation, we are speaking to someone who's non-living, who has a problem in a situation that they need to conquer or get over or take care of in the afterlife, which is crazy. But then you're also dealing with, you know, people that are having living people who are having these experiences who may be dealing with bouts of grief or uh or you know their own family drama around the situation and what they're experiencing and he doesn't believe me and or whatever it is and so we have to we have to be very careful and kind of balance the whole situation um but you're right in the end it is about telling the story of who we think it is and why they are there and i think that sets us apart from all the other shows that are out there um, because as an audience member, you could love paranormal and love our show as a, if you hate paranormal, but like history, you'll love our show. Cause we'll talk about the history. We'll give you the backstory. If you don't like history and you don't like paranormal, you're just going to like us as people. <laughs> and so you'll get to watch it. And, you know, we'll say like, you watch your show with my family. Like, I can't wait to get together with my family again. And, you know, have this time uh, to watch because it's, you know, you learn something, a story is told uh we say cuss words a lot <laughs> um and it's you know it can be dramatic who
0: cusses the most <laughs> out of you guys
1: listen okay i don't, that's a hard question i think i think we both cuss the same amount but for some reason everyone gets fixated on a female saying the f word like oh
0: they're not supposed to do that
1: <laughs> they, she's a lady and I'm like come come on come on um it, it happens there was this woman I think even in our like I posted the teaser for the for the show and I say I say in the teaser that is effed up and they beep it right um and so then my post was like, this is effed up, which is what I said. You know, I put a little asterisk where the U is. Sure. And there was this woman who was like, I didn't, I don't watch anymore. Cause they have to say the F word all the time. And I just wrote, well, but F on her comment. And I was like, well, but.
0: well, fuck. Um, um, well, I, when it's bleeped, to me, it's always funnier. Like it's like I love, yeah. I love getting bleeped. Like I think it's so funny to yeah.
1: me. Well, it also builds. Like we're so conditioned to hear that sound, that bleep sound. When watching television, especially reality TV, you know if it's not in the background, you're watching and you're not even paying attention. It's like a housewife. Show. It doesn't matter what it is. And all of a sudden, it's like beep you beep mm-hmm. you you stupid beep. You immediately are like what. You take a look, you like turn your head. And so I think it's, you know, it's triggering for a lot of people. But we're just, we're humans. We cuss a lot and it happens. And they also say that if you cuss a lot, you're intelligent. And so I'm going to be really smart. Yes,
0: I love that. Well, you also deal with a lot of fucked up shit because we can cuss on the show. Um,
1: oh great! Thank you.
0: <laughs> fuck. You guys deal with some fucked up shit a lot, and Thank you, you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. And you know, <laughs> you guys also g- deal with getting touched, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. You hear these horrible things in your headphones. You guys always, or a lot of times, you do the Estes method, which is actually my favorite type of um you know technique of paranormal investigation i think it's amazing and um you know some of the stuff that goes through there and when you're blindfolded and you're listening to these noise canceling headphones if someone touches you yeah you might say shit
1: yeah you might actually say get the fuck off me which is happening. i mean the the thing is it's scary it's startling and as humans we have reactions to it and maybe you know if you don't cuss a lot maybe that won't be your reaction that's totally fine um but there are there's a case. I I don't think it's in the first three episodes. I think it's uh like episode seven oh five or six five. Uh, and I I don't know why I do these things to myself, but there was some something in the cellar of this basement, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna sit down here all by myself and be blindfolded, and have the headphones on and do the Estes method all by myself. Why? in this, why, exactly why, in this cellar, because I, I wanted, uh, the opportunity, uh, there's many reasons I wanted to show that I wasn't, so that apparently the spirit in that space didn't like me. And so I wanted to show them that I wasn't afraid of them, that they didn't have to be afraid of me either, that I was just going to sort of surrender myself to the environment and say, listen, I, I I'm doing this. You are not a problem. I am not a problem. See, I can sit here blindfolded in a position of, um, uh, whatever the word is in a vulnerable position. Uh, and then Amy asked the questions through, uh, the walkie. We had, you know, a walkie down there. And when I tell you the touch, the like amount of touch that was happening, like poking and like angrily poking that happened where I, I like flinch and I was like, don't fucking touch me Mm. setting boundaries and then it happened again, and Amy, who is listening to my mic audio on her headphones upstairs, says out loud, I heard the tap on his shoulder, like, heard it. Uh... You know? Yeah. And so I was like, she was like, we got to get him out. And it's, it's, a, it's a crazy, crazy experience when that happens. But sometimes we do that to show vulnerability. Like, you know, I don't know what position this ghost is in, but we aren't here to harm you at all. So look what I can give you, which is openness and vulnerability, in order for you to communicate. Because I need to experience this activity they're having, and uh, by God, it happened. <laughs> Do you
0: think how psychic are you?
1: Uh, I mean, on a scale of one to, I okay, think we're all a little bit psychic. Right. Uh, I I don't know. It, sometimes I'm I'm on on, and I'd say like a four out of 10 was it I just think I feel like you have to sort of work on it and I haven't done any of that kind of
0: I get you do you think that from the start of doing this kind of work have you moved up from like a one or a two to a four or what do you think
1: yeah I think uh in 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 my own way like i'm not reading people i mean i read people oh
0: you want to talk about reading
1: i read people where's my glasses
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but i don't i don't like i don't do readings on people and i also don't you know i don't psych, do those kind of psychic things i think the where investigators as investigators where we involve where we evolve is when you start out investigating you sort of are, are thrust in an environment that has a lot of energy and you know, it can be heightened, and you're like, "Well, this is crazy, it's crazy." And I think as investigators, as, as as you go along, and the more you do it, you can kind of hone in on where the activity is coming from. You can walk into a space and be like, "Huh, it feels weird in here. Let's sit in here for a minute." You know, uh, I explain it to people like if you're looking for—I don't know—I I probably said it on the show before, but if you are like looking for a new apartment or a house, and you walk into a place and you're like, "Oh, this feels really nice." or sometimes you walk in and you're like, something's off. I, yeah, I just, something's off, I don't like it. It's the same concept. And so we start paying attention to that a little bit more. Um, you know, the hair on the back of the neck stands up, it, it, it's, it's it's something to pay attention to. So I think that has gotten better. And even Amy and I, at times, uh, like when we were at Maplecroft, Lizzie Borden house, where Lizbeth lives now, uh, where, she, where she died, uh, we didn't know where to start on that investigation. And so she and I separately walked through the entire house. Then we came back together and we wrote down the room names. We wanted to start with one, two and three and both our one and two were the exact same, but just interchanged. And like, that means something we were just basing it completely on how we felt in the space. And we were like, no, this is the, this is where we should start. And we were both on the same page. So I think that, that definitely, uh, improves with time.
0: Was Lizzie Borden a queer woman?
1: I think so, yeah. So the speculation is she had... The lover was the actress that lived with her at Maplecroft. And she... Something happened after a big party. So Lizzie... Lizbeth is what she prefers to be called. Lizbeth uh, at Maplecroft used used to throw these giant, these lavish parties for the actors that were performing at a playhouse down the street, which still exists to this Cass day. Cast party. Um, Cast party at
0: Lisbeth.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So she would hold these lavish parties, and this actress was living there at the time. Something happened at this party that her sister attended, that Liz, Lizzie's sister attended, and because they owned the house together. And Lizzie's sister bought, uh, uh, sold, I guess, her portion of the house to Lizzie, and moved away to Maine and never saw her sister like r- maybe once or twice ever again until they died. So something happened at that party, and the speculation is it had something to do with the actress. Uh, the actress, you know, moved away. There are correspondence letters to each other, but they're very cordial. However, I brought it up because you know I'm going to ask. And being a gay, being a gay man, I'm gonna. I need to know the T. So I had to ask her about that situation and she shut down completely. Like I brought up, because we were talking to Lizzie Borden, Lizbeth, we were talking to her. We had established that it was her. She loved to talk about her parties, her philanthropy, uh, her love for um, uh, her dogs, animals. Um, And the second you brought up the murder, she shut down. And if you brought up her relationship with the actress. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really use the word lesbian because I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if that word. I don't even know if that. How old is that word? I don't even know. Um. But I. But I. Talked about the relationship, and I wanted to bring it up very nicely. Shut down completely. Wouldn't talk about it.
0: Which could and be characteristic we, of that time, you know.
1: It, exactly, and so, I think, you know, what's interesting is there's a law firm. In Rhode Island or, or Providence or something, uh, that has all of the materials from the from the murder trial, the uh, axe murder trial, and they know whether or not Lizzie has confessed it. Confessed? They know it's in the files, but the files are so old and locked up that no one's looked at them in a hundred years or whatever it is, and you still can't get access to them. We tried. Oh, we tried. Can't get access to them. And in those files, I'm sure it has talks about all kinds of stuff because they were her lawyer till she died. And so I'm sure there's all kinds of things in there that's just juicy, juicy, juicy. And I wish they would just it. All right, them. we're
0: going to get in there. We're going to get in there late at night. One night, we're going to put some masks on. Dun, yep. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. yep. I'm going to lower you. Like Mission Impossible string wise and you go flying out, you know, like in a star formation. Yes. Like Tom like Tom Cruise, like not hitting the sensors. Yes.
0: And then if I get arrested, I'll be like, I just wanted to know if she was a lesbian.
1: Exactly. Just scream lesbian the whole way. And then they'll you know, it, what it they'll, could they'll, be they'll let you go. She
0: she was dating an actress, and mm-hmm. an actress and an actress.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. Come on, I like that. I like that—an actress, actress, an actress, and an actress. I feel like there's a musical there.
0: There's something.
1: Well, the Lizzie Borden musical, because you know, there's a rock musical with Lizzie Borden about Lizzie Borden. I think they talk about that relationship. Well,
0: there's also the movie with it, with Kristen Stewart and um,
1: yep, Chloe Sevigny, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, and they get really intimate. Mm-hmm. In that movie so yeah listen here's the thing she doesn't like to talk about it i'd say and chip brought up you know when chip coffee was there at the psychic medium that we use he sort of brought in her personality about she has to look perfect like she has to look just to be put together and like you know that makes sense you know i mean people are like did she do it i don't know i was, uh, sometimes i think she did sometimes i think she didn't today i'm gonna say i don't think she did it Last month, I could have been like, yeah, I think she did it. Or she had split personality. Like, Lizzie did it, but Lizbeth didn't, Mm. right? But why would someone who murdered their father and stepmother stay in the town for the rest of their lives, for the rest of her life? Like, just stay for the rest of your life, ridicule everyone knows who you are, you have all of the money, you got all the money, you know, and you have bought this big mansion, you drive it, you have a limousine, but you just key, key in town. And she says it's because she wanted to see the look on everyone's, she wanted to be able to look everybody in the eye when they finally found out that she wasn't, she's not the one who did it i guess i could be bold i could i guess i know it could be bold talk who knows i'm i like her (laughs) i do too honestly so this is the thing when we talk when we talk to her i we we both said is it strange that we like like her like we want to hang out with Mm -hmm. her because she made a joke she made a joke to me because amy was doing the spirit box, listening to the spirit box and doing the estes method up in her room and i was downstairs and i said I said, Lizzie uh, – I said, Elizabeth, let's throw a party. You, you love to throw a party. Let's throw a party here. And Amy goes, your house. As if she was saying, no, not, not, not here. your house. We're not going to – exactly. And I was like, oh, and I was like, not my house. You're not coming over. Special... <laughs> yeah. So I like – I mean, I like her. Every time we went over there, you know, we went over there a bunch of times to film specials and stuff. And, you know, she's there just – Living her, living her best life Afterlife. living her best afterlife. Have
0: you found other gay ghosts, like confirmed gay
1: ghosts? Um, the only other time, uh, the only other time was uh, when I was on Ghost Hunters and we investigated where the Gemini Lounge fire happened in Le- uh, it was Louisiana. In New- yeah, yeah, in New Orleans, it was the. This uh, someone threw a Molotov cocktail in the stairway of this building uh, upstairs, where they had like they had church basically, and it was also a place for people to hang out and be gay. And uh, it was the at the time it was the biggest uh, mass like murder of of a minority. I think uh, up until Pulse, I think. yeah, it was horrible. I read uh, about that, um, but yeah, I mean, I think when we were there. I talked about, you know, uh, Obama was president at the time. We could get legally married. I was married. I talked about that. I talked about, you know, not having to hide. And, you know, they reached out to us. But other than that, I really haven't um, come across other gay ghosts. And somebody asked me that, like, during Pride Month. They were like, have you ever encountered gay ghosts? And I was like, yes, that one time. But the reason why I think it is is because You don't lead with that conversation, you know, even in life, we don't lead with that. We don't be like, hi, I'm Adam. Are you gay? Like you don't, you don't do that. You kind of say, hi, I'm Adam. What's your name? And you get to know the person and you find out what they need or what they want as a ghost. Like, what do you need? What do you want? If it comes up in conversation? Yes. But usually it doesn't because it's not, uh, it's just, if they are, it's, it's not of importance, I guess, if that makes sense. It's like, uh, you don't lead with it. If if we found out like through history and research that, that yes, they were a uh, lesbian or gay or whatever. And then of course we would bring it up, but it isn't just something that, uh, that comes up because I don't know. Cause we're all people, we're all the same and we're all equal and it doesn't matter. I guess is the, is the, like it, you know, it's the least, uh, I do you get know what I'm saying. You understand? It's kind of like, uh, We should we don't we should treat each other with the same kind of thing always. And I think
0: I wonder sometimes if there's scenarios where because we when you talk about people in different generations and could that Mm. be why they're still earthbound just because they didn't get to come out or whatever. But I guess I don't really know specific scenarios of that, but I imagine that it exists.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that goes along with unfinished business. Mm-hmm. You know, people have a lot of the spirits we encounter. We say, you know, they have unfinished business of some kind, and so that can absolutely be it. Um, and I've, you know, I I brought up the fact that I was gay, like uh, this season on Kindred, when uh, they didn't they didn't they didn't show it. Uh, but no, I
0: <laughs> just so everyone knows we I'm were... gay. Every every location you walk it. into
1: you were like, hi, I'm gay. Talk to me. (laughs) Um, we were on, uh, we were at the Valley camp in Sault Ste. Marie. It's this giant freighter. And I was down in the coal room and, uh, a piece of coal, you know, they think coal gets thrown at people and they were really interested in Amy, you know, you know, these, sometimes these men ghosts, they're just like, they're like grubby. And so they, they would only talk to us if Amy was in the room and, So I was like, I was like, you leave for a second. Let me have a conversation. And so I had a conversation. I was like, I'm gay. And I wanted the, I wanted the reality. I wanted to hear them be like, ah, get mad at me or something, you know, like, ah, this guy, this, um, but they didn't, they didn't care. They didn't care. They were like, where's the girl? All right. (laughs)
0: Allies.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I was like, fine. Great. Fine. Fine. These, these men down in the coal mines or whatever, um, but I, I think, uh, I think it would be interesting to uh, do more locations where I know, you know, the individual or or the people there were part of the queer community because, you know, uh, it. I think it would be good for our audience to see. Um, you know, I think it's changed a lot since that for that Jim and I Lounge Fire episode on Ghost Hunters. Go
0: back there. I think that was.
1: Yeah, I think that was like, I, I do, I do want to go back there. I think that was like 2013 or 14. And, you know, my inbox was full of like, why did you have to tell the world you're gay on television? What do I say to my kids? Like, I'm just trying to watch a ghost show and you had to bring politics into it. <laughs> like those kind of emails. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is fucked up. Um, And it's definitely changed a lot since, you know, since that time. Uh, but I think it would be really cool to do some locations where we absolutely knew, uh, you know, that maybe it was a nice old elderly couple that lived together for a very long time and they passed away and they're still there. Like, I'm going to meet those ghosts, those gay guys. I also
0: love, like, a nice gay couple with their own bed and breakfast or whatever. I feel like, I feel like oh. those have popped up a time or two on Kindred Spirits, a little gay couple with, like, well, a historic house.
1: You did have uh, the bed and breakfast where they were cousins. They were cousins. They were cousins? Two two men were cousins. And I was like, I don't know about (laughs) that. They were like, we're cousins. We're cousins. And I was like, Oh, then maybe I'm
0: wrong. Maybe I haven't seen this before.
1: No, no, no. No, no, no. You were right. You were probably right because I was right. But they just said they were cousins.
0: Oh, good for them.
1: You know what I'm saying? And they were older. They're very, you know, and they had been through a lot. And I was like, they were like, we're cousins. And I was like, but my radar is (laughs) antiques, honey. The antiques.
0: Oh, yes. Was that the one that had like the music box?
1: It was the one with the train. The The train triggered the activity. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, See. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, maybe they're not. If they're watching this, if they're watching this, they are. Well, <laughs> um,
0: if... <laughs> then it's confirmed.
1: <laughs> it's confirmed. If they're watching this, There's they are. There's no cousins watching, watching this. this. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, because that's the th- I've seen every episode of your show, but then over Christmas break, I was really feeling um, arts and crafty. And so I binged, like, two, three seasons or more. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And so when...
1: Thank you. Of course. but Keeping our, keeping our numbers but up. But when
0: I binge, I get confused of what place was what. And, like, there's just so many... You watch so many back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get to watch this season. I got to see a little advanced screener, as we call it in the business. Um, I got mm-hmm. to see the first three episodes. And I love it. You guys are great. Chip... Thank the you. incredible psychic medium chip coffee is back in person and um he yeah. is incredible. Has he why doesn't he have a brand of coffee chip, coffee-flavored chips called Chip Coffees Coffee Chips?
1: You know, I I think that's a missed opportunity. I, I don't know the answer to that. There's so many people that spell his last name like <laughs> coffee, like C-O-F-F-E-E. That he could absolutely get away with it. Um, but I, I just he I don't is he I don't know if he's perky enough, honestly, for a coffee brand. <laughs> because he goes in and he will tell you like it is from the beginning, and then he's like, I'm tired, I'm going home. And he just is exhausted from it all. <laughs> he needs coffee most of the time.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I imagine that's draining to go into some of these places. Well, like you guys don't you don't really go to happy places (laughs) like you do sometimes,
1: but I know I go to my happy place when I'm done. I think (laughs) they are. Well, I mean, when you think about it, we only get 10 episodes and hopefully one day that changes, but you get 10 opportunities to help 10 different people or locations. And so usually they're the worst of the worst. They're the ones that need the help the most, the ones that are the most desperate, um, you know, we're not going to go to Betty's house if she just hears a knock. Like, that's not happening. And she wants to bake cookies for us. You know, that's not happening. Um, So, so yeah. So sometimes it can get very gloom and doom. What I love about this season, though, is they're showing a bit more of Amy and I's personality at mm. times. Because you saw the first three episodes, yes. right? Those are heavy-handed. Those are heavy episodes because you know we want to get you into the season and trap you and keep you for all ten episodes. You got me. Um, thank you. Well, good. That one person we got, we got. We got. We got. We start with one and we'll get the rest. Um, but I think there's. I think they they've been showing our personality a little bit more where we're like you know oh nope don't like that you know kind of how we normal like how I am now like people are like, you're so normal like oh normal, normal. um you're so <laughs> like you're you have a personality and you're funny and you guys are so funny and it's like, yeah, they don't show that on the show because you know, it's we don't a we don't have time a lot of the times you know we have enough time to show you, but uh b, it is serious yeah, you guys are dealing so think, with you know,
0: very serious stuff and you're you're helping people, both living and dead
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, in the first so the first episode, the The idea is, you know, the whole idea behind going there was like you have this person, these these group of people who are running a facility. They're upkeeping this historical society, um, but the location itself has a lot of darkness around it. You know, they it was at one point ran by this man named I was going to say Nicholas Cage, but that's not right.
0: (laughs) Something Cage.
1: Um, It's it's something Something Cage. Cage. It's not Nicholas. It's not
0: Nicholas Cage. No.
1: It's not Nicholas Cage. Um, But you know, this guy was, he was evil. He was taking, not e- he was evil, I guess in a, in a way, like he was being funded by, um, the town to keep this place so that people that could not afford a place to go could live there. It was like a poor farm, but he would take the money and, you know, throw lavish parties for himself and his friends. And he would spend the money on other things. And he would chain people to the wall in the basement in in the dungeon. Like there was a literal dungeon. So, um, yeah, not the happiest place, but the, the people running it had all these experiences and didn't understand uh why it was happening to them because they were doing everything right. Obviously. They had they got into that place, they are taking care of that place, they are talking about the history, they are shedding light on the location, they're talking about its past and what it did for the community, they're running a nonprofit organization. They're by all by all uh circumstances they are doing everything correctly so why is the activity you know preventing them from doing certain things making them uncomfortable making them uneasy uh to the point where you know there was one guy that was working there uh didn't want to be there all by himself you know he caught that that cell phone footage of the banging at the top of the stairs he's like i don't want to be there and then a psychic a psychic comes up and, like, takes the tour and then calls him the next day out of nowhere and says, hey, by the way, something's following you around and, like, getting you, which is so mean to do to somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, they were terrified. Yeah, that's like, and it so was I like,
0: I didn't want to say anything during the tour, but actually the tour, like, that's like a bad Yelp review. Like, I couldn't focus on the tour because there was a demon crawling behind you the whole time. <laughs>
1: It's the, it's probably the worst thing you can do. Even if you are psychic, like for real, don't call somebody after the fact and give them anxiety. I mean, like, that's like when somebody, you know, I don't know, comes up to you and be like, hey, you don't look so well. How are you feeling today? It's like, girl, what, should I be sick right now? Yeah. What's happening? My anxiety is through the roof. It's shade. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's psychic shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, -uh, don't like it. So yeah. I mean, so that case, you know, it it was really, uh, I think what was really cool about that case and trying not to give too much away, but being able to bring in all of the people that work there into the investigation and giving them an opportunity to ask the questions they needed to know. um, Because A, it's Amy and I, all we can do is try to figure out who it is really. And, and, but they're there all the time and so it's like let them ask the questions let them find out what they need to know uh because there were there were four of them and i can't speak for all of them and uh uh it was really cool to see the reactions from the spirits talking through amy and the spirit box to them and like witnessing that happening in the space because you could feel that the spirits really appreciated what was going on but uh also, these these people that work there are finally getting their, uh, I guess, uh, getting a platform to speak to who they're wanting to help and take care of. Well,
0: right, because I imagine, you know, there's probably a lot of investigations, whether on TV or not, where they go in, they stir some shit up, and then they're like, bye, we're done. And mm-hmm. then the people that live there or work there or whatever have to deal with the mess— And I I would see I can imagine that you guys, including those people, that seems like completely the right thing to do if you're trying to get these ghosts to to coexist or to to get along with them or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we can't ever forget that no matter what, like no matter what, when we leave that location, they the people that live there or the people that work there do not get to go. They are going to be there every day especially if they live there families and stuff like that's their house mm-hmm. so we are always hyper hyper aware of like knowing whatever we say and whatever we find we have to be honest about all of it we have to tell them the truth we can't hide like sometimes we get uh evidence and we're like oh god that sounds really crazy or that looks really intense or Uh, you know, what happened to you when you were using, like getting touched, like that's, oh God, they're not going to like to see this, but uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be on television anyway. (laughs) Right,
0: There's no secret. And so
1: we have to just tell them, like we have to tell them and we have to kind of, you know, we have to make sure we know what we're talking about and giving them a proper solution because we get to go home. We get to go to our house and they are still going to be there sitting in their living room. With that activity, and so we have to improve the situation at all times.
0: It's like you hear about some of these makeover shows or whatever.
1: <laughs> People. Oh God! Like those. My those are my favorite clips when somebody when they show like the ones where they are like, "I don't like this." I what? What did you do? Oh, there are those clips where they're like, "No, yeah, d- no," and then it's like, "All right, <laughs> bye,
0: guys." And then as soon as the crew bye. leaves, all the walls fall in their house, like. Um, yeah. Well, Adam, I think that does it for another another visit from television's Adam Barry. Thank you for taking no, the time. You. We're so excited for the new season. Tell people once again where to find it and where to find you and all that.
1: Well, if uh, the new season of Kindred Spirits begins January 20th at ten nine central on Travel Channel, and streaming same day on Discovery Plus. You can watch Discovery Plus on uh, streaming platforms and your computer and your phone. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter, Adam J. Berry, Instagram, Adam Berry, Tickety Talk, The Adam Berry, um, and my new merchandise store called adamberrymerch.com. Adamberrymerch.com. <sighs> <laughs> is the jingle? That's uh, good. Did you write that? Of, yeah, it was. Re- it was really hard. I like said to. I was like using different instruments and keys. that's good. Hard. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm coming out with more stuff. Uh, because I like to I like to make things. People like uh, it has a spooky nature. I just came out with this amazing knit blanket. People are like, "You're doing knits now." I'm like, "Yeah, honey, I'm doing knit." Yes. I'm doing knit in
0: your knit era. <laughs>
1: wait a second i'm making all the i'm not
0: on tiktok at all i need to follow you though but i technically have one um what do you think about tiktok paranormal stuff like are you seeing good stuff are you seeing do you uh, it's so hard do we
1: have another hour i don't believe anything
0: that i see unfortunately but
1: uh, yeah here's the thing there are people i like paranormal tiktok that talk about history Right. Uh, that know their history and facts. My Bloody Galentine is very good. Uh, New England spookly, Spooky Ghoul, Amanda, she's very good. Um, I like those kind of things. I do not like paranormal TikTok where someone is just sitting and talking like this and they're doing a video and then the door behind them, <laughs> see that like mirror, the door opens. Right. Like, come on. I hate that so much. And like, you know what? Your house could be haunted, sure. Um, but the the one problem is they have nothing to lose, right? They have started a, they started a TikTok. They say it's paranormal TikTok. They They have all these stories and the activity and they're showing you all this stuff. Um, but in the end they have nothing to lose. So if somebody finds out that it's all fake, uh, they can just delete their account, start a new one, or delete their account and like, or not delete their account. No, don't even care. And like, keep going. Um, and I think, uh, you know, with us, it's credibility. It's credibility. It is, it is, you know, without the credibility, you can't help people. who can't do anything. So I'm just not i I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. But, but what if it I'm is on the real? Talk. It, but how do you know? know? And the thing is, like I've tried. Remember that thing that came out. Uh, that guy on Twitter that Dear David? Uh, just David. Dear David. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe that he, he for 2 out to be, seconds. He, well, it turned out to be a complete story. He he admitted it's a complete when story. When did he admit it? He made it up. It's, online. it's online. I looked at I think I think he admitted that it was completely fabricated story and that they're going to make a movie out of it. Like it was a whole, Well, I knew
0: from the very jump, I'm like, this guy is a writer. He's an animator. This is the best story I've ever seen. This is the best looking ghost I've ever seen in a photo. I don't believe this for a second. And then he did get a movie deal and his own show. And I don't believe it. I don't, I never believed it. And he he refused to, to do interviews.
1: He also refused to get help. So he was really afraid. And so many people were like tagging us always. And I reached out to him privately and I said, hey, look, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know if this is real or not. I was like, I'll take it with a grain of salt. But if you actually need help, we can come in. I was like, we don't even have to do it for television. I mean, if you let us uh, post about it on social media, that we're there and you can talk about us being there. Um, we'd love to give you the opportunity like, to get actually get actual answers silence, never reached out, never talked to. And I've done that, you know, I've done that a couple of times for people that are like, this person really needs help. Like they really believe them and they don't, nobody ever wants help. They just want to keep posting their crazy experiences and crazy things. And that to me is like, and they're still freaking out about it. It's still the worst day of their (laughs) life. They're not sleeping. They haven't slept in days. And I'm like, okay, we can help you do something about that. But the content, the numbers... Exactly. And so I'm like, I don't believe that. Um, but there are some people out there like, you know, the two that I mentioned that are that are doing really cool paranormal stuff, because not only are they, you know, uh, giving you history, giving you mystery, telling you a story about a location um, they go investigate and they go like group investigations, like they came to Mount Washington with us and, uh, you know, and they show something that happened there and they don't sugarcoat it. And they're like, look at this cool thing going off. And, you know, and they leave it at that. And that's, it's enough. It honestly is enough.
0: Well, you heard it here, Adam. Thank you. I'm a big fan. I adore you. I wish you weren't such a potty mouth, but. I know. I really enjoy. (laughs) I really enjoy what you guys do. And I can't wait to watch the season. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And, uh, yeah, let's do it again soon.
0: Thank you so much to Adam Berry. Check out kindred spirits. Let me know what you think. I just, I love their approach. I think they're such cool investigators and they're just really good at talking to the ghosts and being like, Hey, what's the problem? What's wrong? Let's figure this out. I think that's nice. Are you following me on Instagram? It's at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. Please rate this show five stars and you could subscribe to it or follow it. You can rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all over the place. Tell your friends about it. My Patreon still exists. A couple years of years of content there. At Roz Drez oh, I love you all. Both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me.
1: Okay, bye. A podcast <clears throat> a podcast network.